the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know a place where we can go to lay the troubles down in your soul. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Now, your host, Eric Cartier, Senior Pastor of Rocky Mountain Calvary Church. Like a tide, it is rising up deep inside a current that moves and makes it come alive. Welcome to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Thank you so much for joining me. Hope that you're doing well and enjoying your afternoon. It was wonderful to get all the moisture over the weekend. I know a snowstorm so late in May, but we really, really needed it with the fire danger. So I'm very thankful for the moisture that God has provided for us. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, we focus on things that are going on in Southern Colorado. I'd love to hear from you with questions, prayer requests. The number to call is 844-500-9673, 844-500-WORD. Also, you can send me a text. It comes to me directly, 719-315-1726. I want to touch on a few local things and then focus our attention on our national news. Walk for Life has their event coming up June 4th. So just in a couple weeks, this is Life Network, our Pregnancy Resource Center. So if you'd like to make a stand for life, go to walkforlife.com. We'd love to see you out. You can walk, run, or volunteer, and all the proceeds go to Life Network. So come out and join us for that. Also, Air Force Cadet graduation is tomorrow. So congratulations to all of our cadets for Working so hard, what a challenging years it has been uh, for them the last two years in education. They've persevered and got their uh, diplomas. It's always fun to hear the Thunderbirds flying over the skies in Colorado Springs uh, as they're uh, practicing. Like you, my heart is really broken. If you haven't heard yet, uh, there was a shooting in uh, Texas, Uvalde, Texas, about 90 miles west of San Antonio at Robb Elementary School. The governor of Texas, Governor Abbott, announced that 14 children died uh, as well as one teacher. And then the news just broke that he also, the shooter, shot his grandmother before he went over uh, to uh, the school. So, Man, just can't even begin to put this into perspective, uh, the loss of these kids' lives and the teacher and and the grandma. And if you would like to call in with questions about this or you'd like prayer or you've got some thoughts about this, feel free to join the conversation today. The number is 844-596-73. Also, you can send me a text directly at 719-315-1726. But how do we respond you know, when we hear something like this, it just really knocks the, the wind out of us. And in Romans 12, verse 15, it says to weep with those uh, who weep. It's important for us to, to take the time to stop and to realize what has uh, taken place. Uh, 14 kids went to school 
teacher went to school and they're not uh, coming home. You know, 14 parents sent their kids off to Robb Elementary School and their kids were are brutally murdered. And my heart really does uh, break. We want to take some time to pray uh, together on today's show, uh, pray for those that are hurting, mourning, can't even begin to imagine what they're going through, praying that the God of all comfort would give them the peace that surpasses uh, understanding. Also in these things, I think it's important that we don't get calloused. Uh, There is so much violence, it's easy for us to get calloused. I know that this is on the heels of the shooting that took place uh, just recently in Buffalo, New York, in, in the grocery store, and it seems like every time that we turn around, there's another violent shooting that is taking place. But don't let your heart get calloused. As you're driving down the road and thinking through uh, these things, is, is take a moment to, to weep. Uh, take a, a moment to join me in prayer as we pray for these families that have lost children. We pray for this teacher's family that they, they lost a, a loved one, for the, the grandmother uh, whose life was taken. And and I know this question just resounds in all of our hearts and minds is, is how could someone come to the place where they're taking innocent uh, children's uh, lives, going into an elementary school and, and killing uh, children? So would you join me in prayer? Let's lift up Rob Elementary School, these families that have been uh, affected. Father, we come before you and we really don't know what to say as we try to process this shooting this afternoon at Rob Elementary School in Texas. We know that your heart breaks. We know that your word tells us to weep with those who weep. And so we mourn with these families that have lost a child, you know, for the teacher that that was killed. We mourn with that family for for this grandmother that was killed, this, this senseless, brutal violence. God, would you bring peace? Would you hold these families close? Would you rally around them in a way that only uh, you can? We pray for the first responders, uh, the police officers, uh, those that have had to go in and witness this scene. God, what what a horrific scene. And would you comfort their hearts and, and their minds? So God, we cry out to you. We, we ask, Lord, for mercy on our country, all of this violence that is, is taking place. Lord, would you move our hearts towards you? May there be a, a spiritual revival. May there be repentance, Lord. Would you grant us security and safety, Lord, especially over our kids, especially over uh, young people. So thank you for hearing our prayer today. Pray that you'd comfort listeners as they're hearing of this uh, event today. So we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Feel free to give me a call if you have a prayer request or you've got a Bible question or you'd like to share some thoughts or on today's uh, shooting that took place at Robb Elementary School, the number to call is 844-500-9673. Again, that number is 844-500-WORD. Also, you can send me a text. It comes to me directly, 719-315-1726. We're processing how do you respond to uh, something like this. And I think the first is to, to weep with those who weep. The second is to pray. Uh, don't get calloused. God really hears our prayers. And then I think it's a really important time for us as believers to be reaching out because this causes many to struggle with fear. Maybe as you're listening, you find yourself just filled with fear 
over your kids, your kids' is a safety. I know as a dad, this causes me to really think and, and wrestle over the safety of, of my kids. And communities across the country are going to be hurting as they hear this. And this is an important time for us to be engaging people in conversation and pointing them to the love of Jesus. The love of Jesus casts out all fear. In First John, it tells us, that God's love casts out all fear, and, and His love is is present with us even in these very, very uh, difficult times. We can tend to want to shrink back into ourselves, but I think this is a really important time for us to be reaching out uh, with the love of Jesus Christ. Reach out to me today if you'd like to talk about this, or you've got a prayer request, or other prayer requests or questions, 844-500-9673. Also, you can send me a text. Again, talking about the shooting that took place at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, 90 miles west of San Antonio. 14 children, lives taken, brutally murdered. A teacher was killed, and also the grandmother was killed prior to the shooter coming to uh, the school. As we look at in the scriptures, one of the things that Jesus told us would take place in Matthew twenty four twelve, and it says, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. What we've seen today in Texas is evidence that the love of many has grown cold. Your heart has to get absolutely callous to, to the point where you would go in and take kids' lives, elementary kids' lives. It's the evidence of a, a hard heart. One of the things I want to look at and tackle when we come back from a break is why does God allow things like this to take place? Why does God allow such evil to uh, take place? It's it's something that we're all wrestling with as we hear uh, this news uh, today. We're seeing the love of many growing cold. We're seeing violence really growing. So please uh, stay with me on Crosswalk 100.7 The Word, and we'll be right back. Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for joining me. Hope that you're doing okay this afternoon, doing well. Hopefully you're not stuck in traffic, but either way, knowing that the Lord is with you. Thank you for taking the time, for tuning in, for listening today to Crosswalk. I am live in studio. If you like to call in with questions, also prayer requests, the number to call is 844-500-9673. We're ready to take your phone calls. Love to hear from you. Again, that's 844-500-9673. Also, you can send me a text. It comes right to me, 719-315-1726. We're mourning, we're grieving, we're hearing about the news of the shooting at Robb Elementary School in Texas today. Governor Abbott letting us know that 14 children died as well as one teacher. Also, the shooter's grandmother uh, was killed. If you've got thoughts or questions, you want to process uh, this with me, you're welcome to give me a call on the air, 844-500-9673. Also, you can share your thoughts via text, 719-315-1726. Before we went to the break, 
We're wrestling with this question, why does God allow such evil uh, to uh, take place? You know, is God ultimately in control? Yes. Does he have absolute power? Yes. Is he all loving? Yes. So how is it that this 18-year-old shooter is able to come into this elementary school and brutally take uh, people's lives? And the answer is, is that God gives us a free will. He gives us the opportunity to choose to have a relationship with him, to believe or disbelieve, to choose between right or wrong. And this is an example of someone's gross disobedience of their free will. This is someone choosing to do evil. It's not God's will. God didn't do this. God didn't desire uh, for these kids to uh, be murdered. This is the choice of an 18-year-old that chose to do evil and brutally take uh, people's uh, lives. And why did God give us free will? Why did he give Adam and Eve the opportunity to choose in the Garden of Eden? God created the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and said, you can do all of these things in the garden, but you can't eat of this tree. And the answer to why God gave us free will is without free will, we don't have the opportunity to truly choose him. For there to be a loving relationship, there has to be choice. And so God, wanting a loving relationship with us, gave us uh, the freedom uh, to choose. And so when we see this evil take place, see it through the lens of someone choosing to do wrong in uh, their own hearts. Matthew twenty four twelve talks about the love of many uh, growing cold. I think that we're witnessing that and seeing that uh, take place. Also in 2 Timothy 3, it describes what the days are going to be like at the last days. It says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its uh, power. What stood out to me as I was reading this this afternoon is brutal. Uh, What took place uh, today was just just absolutely uh, brutal. So where do we go uh, for comfort? Where do we point others uh, for comfort? In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, it says that God is the God of all comfort and he is the father of all mercy. So we have a heavenly father who's ready to comfort us, for us to come to him in prayer and for him to minister his comfort uh, to us. Also in Philippians 4, we see the promise of peace that surpasses understanding. Not a peace that comes from understanding, but a peace that surpasses understanding. What we don't want is for our hearts to get calloused or for our hearts to go to a place of fear, but a place of being comforted by God and then being able to comfort others. I'm sure as you've heard uh, this news, uh, you have thoughts as well. So feel free to give me a call, 844-596-73. We're going to go to our phone lines to Kyle. Kyle, welcome to the program. How are you doing this afternoon? Hi, Eric. I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thanks. Awesome. Glad to hear that. Um, I, I was just calling with like a question, and it's... It's hard to word, but basically it boils down to the principles of that, uh, you know, heaven is, uh, you know, afterlife is eternal. And 
and God is an uh, all-powerful being, and so it's hard to weigh our uh, human values against their plan. So, you know, in a situation like this with Texas, that's, that's nothing short of a massacre. Um, yeah. You know, it's, um, I think about that. It's like, well, the, the, those that lost their lives, they get to spend eternity with God, you know, and that makes saying that like that sounds really not good. <laughs> um, yeah. It just sounds weird. And so my question is, like, you know, trying to trying to be there with others and show support. How do you how do you convey that to people without it sounding so, um, you know, cold in a sense? Yeah, right. Because and it's not a cold thing. You know, it's like they they don't they don't they are never going to suffer ever again. Yeah. Yeah, I think that. And so it, I don't know. In this context, that's it's really hard. You know. Because it is true that there is the reality of heaven, and these kids were were young and you know probably before the age of accountability and went home to be with the Lord and what comes to my mind is you know the the hope and reality of heaven there there's a comfort there, but there's also a loss in in this life and acknowledging both if we can and I think of of Jesus with Lazarus. Uh, you know, Lazarus has died. Jesus knows he's going to raise Lazarus from the dead. He knows Lazarus is going to ultimately have eternal life. But Lazarus's sisters are sad, and, and Jesus weeps with them, you know. And I, I think that, you know, in this time, it, it's good to stop and pause and 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 weep over the the loss of having your children with you here on this earth. And even though they would suffer some on this earth, that's still a very heartbreaking loss to endure. And so, you know, Jesus showing us that example of, he wasn't weeping for Lazarus, he was weeping for the sisters, and he even knew what was going to happen in a few moments, but he still had the compassion to weep. So it's a hard thing to reconcile. um, And I, I appreciate you processing it with me. But that's, you know, uh, I think really acknowledging heaven while also acknowledging the earthly loss, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. You know, being compassionate with one another because, you know, although they, there's no suffering with the victims, no, any longer, you know, those around them, their family, friends, peers. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you, you know, kind of putting that into perspective for me. You know, I didn't, for some reason, Lazarus didn't even come to my mind. And so I think that's actually perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling me. I really appreciate it. You're listening to Crosswalk with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much uh, for joining me today. We are weeping and mourning over the loss of life uh, in Texas today at Robb Elementary School. If you have thoughts, prayer requests in this uh, regard, Feel free to give me a call, 844-596-73, 844-500-WORD. Also, you can send me a text. It comes directly to me, 719-315-1726. Kyle, who just called, appreciate his call. Uh, we were talking about Jesus being at the tomb of Lazarus and weeping uh, for Lazarus's sisters, Mary and Martha, in their loss, knowing he would raise Lazarus from the dead, but still having compassionate towards Mary and Martha. And I think uh, 
The United States and the world is mourning today and mourning with uh, the families that have lost a loved ones at Robb Elementary School. So you're listening to Crosswalk with Pastor Eric Cartier on 100.7 The Word. Stay with me and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Hope that you're doing well. Thanks so much uh, for joining me on this Tuesday afternoon. Our hearts are grieving and we're trying to process uh, the loss of life at Robb Elementary School today in uh, Texas. As we begin to think about this and mourn and pray uh, through this, uh, there's uh, several thoughts that have come uh, to my heart and mind. And the, the first is, to really stop and to acknowledge that there's been a loss of life. Unfortunately, there's been so much violence that we can get to a place where we get calloused and it goes in one ear and out another. And there's 14 families that sent their kids off to school today and their kids won't uh, be going home. There's a, a teacher that her family sent her off to work and, and she, that teacher is not coming home uh, today. Uh, the grandmother was shot uh, by uh, the shooter uh, as as well, all of this uh, loss of, of life. And this is not God's heart. This was not God's will. This was a guy that was taking his free will and acting in sheer uh, evil. So allow this news to touch our hearts, break our hearts, move us uh, to prayer. And as we put things always through the lens of Scripture, you know, is is there a place in Scripture that's similar to the times that we're living in and I think of the book of Judges. Uh, the book of Judges really uh, stands out because in that book, there's there's a lot of brutal violence. In fact, the end of the book, uh, I'll allow you to read it for yourselves, but it ends just in, in a brutal, brutal uh, manner. And the theme throughout the book of Judges is everyone did what was right in their own eyes. There, there was no king and so people simply did what was right in their own eyes, and it was a complete uh, disaster. And what we see in the book of Judges also is that they walked away from God. There wasn't the fear of God. There wasn't the respect of God. And when they walked away from God, they went into serving idolatry, which was really serving uh, themselves, and no longer valuing life, uh, valuing the, the life that God has given hum, human life. And I think we're living in a time that's similar to the judges, where everyone is doing what is right in their own eyes. Everyone thinks that they're their own authority. Their love has, has grown uh, cold, and, and they're not fearing God and fearing uh, the way that God has set up this life to be and loving one another and being kind and compassionate uh, towards uh, each other. And we have seen this downward spiral of violence that has uh, taken place and what really needs to happen is there needs to be a move back to God. In our country, we need a spiritual revival, an awakening. And as you're listening, you may be curious about Jesus. God has given each of us a free will. And what I think of is John 3.16, where it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And as you're trying to process this violence that was taking place at Robb Elementary School, as Jesus took our sin upon himself and was brutally crucified so that we could be forgiven. And Jesus is really the answer, the answer for our lives, our, the answer for our culture, the answer for our society. 
And it does not work for us to do what's right in our own eyes. We need a personal relationship with Jesus and to walk with him in the fear of the Lord. I'm live in studio to hear your thoughts. If you've got thoughts or questions about the shooting today, give me a call, 844-596-73. Let's talk about it together. Let's go to the scriptures uh, together. Also, you may have a separate set of questions, things going on in your life, questions about the word. Feel free to pick up the phone. Give me a call, 844 500 9673. Also, you can send me a text. You can text me your thoughts uh, directly, 719 315 1726. Again, the text number only is 719 315 1726. Crosswalk Colorado Springs turns into a podcast. And so if you missed part of today's show and you want to catch it later, anywhere that you get your podcast, just put in Crosswalk Colorado Springs. And this podcast will uh, come up. Also, feel free to spread the word about the podcast. If you do that for me, I would really appreciate it. So you can call in with your thoughts and your questions, 844-500-9673. Or you can send me a text, 719-315-1726. I'm currently teaching through the Book of Romans at our church, Rocky Mountain Calvary, Austin Bluffs, and Academy. And I think the message that I just gave on Sunday is actually really applicable for the events. And in Romans 8, it describes this holy groaning that we have for heaven. Oftentimes we crave things that are sinful or crave things that aren't good for us. Maybe you're craving a donut, Krispy Kreme, a donut as Krispy Kreme is back in Colorado Springs. But in Romans chapter 8, it's actually a longing or a craving for heaven. God has designed us for eternity and we're never going to be completely satisfied on this side of heaven. And in the middle of Romans 8, we see several things that are groaning. And first, creation, surprisingly, is groaning for the redemption of mankind, for believers to be adopted as children of God. And we see that in verse 20 of Romans 8, it says, For the creation was subject to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subject it in hope. For earnest expectation of creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. So creation is groaning. Creation is having these labor pains. Every time there's a hurricane, there's a tornado, there's an earthquake, those are groanings where creation is longing for the redemption of uh, believers. I wonder what this groaning uh, sounds like. When Jesus came in on the triumphal entry into Jerusalem, riding upon a donkey, the religious leaders were upset that the crowds were worshiping Christ. And Jesus said, if the rocks, if the crowds were silenced, then the rocks would cry out. I I would have longed to hear what those rocks uh, sounded like. The creation is groaning, longing for heaven, longing for things to be made right. But also we in and ourselves are groaning. As we look at the violence that took place today, it just breaks my heart and it causes me to groan. I can't wait for Christ to rule and reign, for Christ's uh, authority. And I'm sure whether it's the events of today or difficulty in your own life, you find yourself groaning and longing and looking forward uh, to, to heaven. 
But as we go on in the text, also the Holy Spirit is groaning within us when we're weak and we don't know what to pray. The Holy Spirit intercedes on our uh, behalf. The Holy Spirit's interceding on behalf of these families that have lost a, a loved one. And then finally, we see that we're groaning in confidence, that in the midst of all of this suffering, we can trust that the Lord does have a plan and a purpose. Romans 8, 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And we don't always understand it. We don't always see the big picture, but God does have a plan and a purpose. And as we go through the suffering in our lives, we can know that he's working things together for good from according to his perspective. And what is his perspective? In verse 29, it's that we're conformed to the image of Christ. So he's using all of these things to conform us to the image of Christ. So if you find yourself st- stuck in traffic on this Tuesday afternoon, just with a broken heart, longing for heaven, that's a holy longing. That's a holy craving that God has given to us from Romans chapter 8. You're listening to Crosswalk with Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. The number to call, I'd love to hear from you. We're ready to take your phone calls, is 844 844- 500-9673. Again, that number is 844-500-9673. Also, a great way to be part of today's show is to send me a text. I've got some text questions coming. I'm going to get to right after the break. So send me a text, 719-315-1726. You're listening to 100.7 The Word. Stay with me. We'll be right back. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Sure by now God you would have reached down And wiped our tears away Stepped in and saved the day Welcome back to Crosswalk. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Thanks so much for joining me, taking the time to listen. want to remind you that today's show will turn into a podcast on Crosswalk Colorado Springs. So any of the platforms that you get a podcast, a Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music, just type in Crosswalk Colorado Springs and the podcast uh, will come up. We've got some text questions. It's not too late to give me a call or send in a text question. The number to call is 844-500-9673. Also, you can send a text 719-315-1726. This is the question uh, that uh, came in. Recently heard pastor share that Rapture doctrine was invented by John Nelson Darby in the last 200 years or so. The Apostle Paul mentions meeting in the air once in one of the earlier books of the New Testament, 1 Thessalonians 4, but he never mentions it in any of his other writings. Also, John's writing of the book of Revelation gives much detail on the tribulation, but no mention of any rapture pre, mid, or post. First, I've heard of this, so is there no rapture after all? So this is a great question, and I want to take us to uh, 1 Thessalonians. Uh, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 is where we see this doctrine of uh, the rapture. It says, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest your sorrow as others who have no hope. 
For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. In verse 17, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. That word caught up is where we get the concept of rapture. In the Latin translation of the Bible, the word caught up is raptuso, where we get the word rapture. Rapture simply means to be uh, caught up. So I do believe that the rapture is taught in uh, the Bible. There is a lot of question and debate, uh, whether it's pre, mid, or post-trib, meaning before the tribulation, the middle of the tribulation, or the end of the tribulation. The tribulation is the seven-year period where Christ is pouring out his judgment on a Christ-rejecting world. But I think regardless of if someone takes pre, mid, or post, all would agree that the Bible does teach of a rapture. I know for me personally, I believe in a pre-tribulation rapture view because Jesus took the wrath for us upon the cross. So it doesn't make sense to me that we as believers would go through the tribulation, which is described as the wrath of the Lamb. But I have a lot of close friends uh, that believe in mid or post uh, trib. And this isn't a, a doctrine that saves us. What saves us is believing the gospel that Jesus died for our sins and uh, rose again. But I do believe from 1 Thessalonians 4 that it's very clear that there will be a rapture. There'll be a moment where God will take the church, those who are alive at that moment, and we won't die and we'll be caught up to forever be with the Lord. I think we all vote for the rapture right now. That'd be awesome if the rapture came and we're to be watching and waiting for that any moment imminent return of uh, Jesus Christ. So thanks so much for sending that uh, question in. You're listening to Crosswalk. The number to call is 844-596-73, or you can send a text 719-315-1726. This question is interesting. wanted to tackle this. Uh, can people in heaven uh, pray uh, for us? Can people in heaven uh, pray for us? And there's actually a really good article on this from gotquestions.org. If you've never been to gotquestions.org, they've answered a a lot of questions uh, biblically. So I read from their article, Can people in heaven pray for us? There's no biblical evidence that any created being in heaven can pray or intercede for humans on earth. This includes Mary, church fathers, apostles, saints, and angels. Angels, despite the beliefs of certain branches of Christianity that place undue weight on tradition, the Bible offers no proof that people in heaven can pray for us on earth. The Bible teaches that Jesus intercedes for us in heaven, so that's a huge comfort to know that Jesus is praying on our behalf. The Bible teaches that the Holy Spirit uh, intercedes for us, Romans 8, uh, 26, so the Holy Spirit is interceding On our half, we're also taught that we can pray directly to God, uh, the Father. 
We're assured as believers that God hears our prayers when we pray. The living are told to intercede for other living uh, people. God loves us and wants a fellowship with us. He invites us to come and uh, to pray. So it's a good answer to uh, this question. We don't see any biblical indication uh, that people in heaven will necessarily be praying uh, for us. You're listening to Crosswalk with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number to call is 100. The number to call is 844-500-WORD, 844-500-9673. You're listening on 100.7 The Word. If you'd like to send me a text, you can do so at 719-315-1726. A large part of today's show, we've really dedicated to mourning and weeping with those in Texas at Robb Elementary School 14 students' lives uh, brutally murdered. One teacher, a grandmother of the shooter, she was uh, killed at home before he came uh, to the school. And as we're just talking about the Lord hearing our prayers, I want to take a moment uh, to pray uh, together again, to just end uh, today's show uh, interceding, going before the Lord. God hears our prayers And also praying for our community, because I know shootings like this, it rocks us. You know, as parents, it it rocks us and can move us to a place of fear. You know, kids hear about this. Elementary kids all over the United States and the world will hear about this. And we want God to pour out comfort and to really move us into a place where we're not walking uh, in fear. So whatever you're doing, uh, if you would just, just pray with me and let's go to the Father. Father, we thank you that you hear our prayers. We thank you that you are with us and and that you mourn. Jesus, you wept at the tomb of Lazarus, even though you knew you were going to raise him from the dead. And this breaks your your heart. We do ask for comfort of these parents that have lost children today in such a brutal way. And for siblings and for classmates that survived, Lord, those that are still injured and in critical condition in, in, in the hospital. Uh, Lord, we lift up the family of this teacher that lost their life. Lord, would you would you comfort them? There's probably no way that they would have ever thought that this would have been uh, their last day uh, here here on earth. Lord, for the family members uh, that lost this grandmother, the the family members of of the the shooters, Lord, the first responders and the paramedics and the hospital uh, staff and the doctors and the police officers and the staff of the school, the teachers. And and Lord, for all of our hearts, God, would you comfort us? Would you help us to not be in a place of fear? Help us to be reaching out with the love of Jesus Christ, the the hope of Jesus Christ. Would you help our hearts to not grow cold, our hearts to not grow calloused, that we wouldn't be in a place where our love uh, would grow cold. So God, thank you so much for hearing our prayers. And Lord, we humble ourselves and ask that you would turn our country around that we wouldn't be doing what's right in our own eyes, that we would really seek you. So we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much uh, for listening. We'll be back uh, tomorrow with Todd Hudnell from Radiant Church. Hope you have a great night. We'll be back with you next time. I can't count the times I've called your name from broken night. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.